welcome to episode 127 of the Mandarin Orange Show. I'm Phil Vecchio. And I am still Summer Janelle for a little teensy-weensy bit longer. That's right. We're still enjoying summer vacation at home with the kids, with just us and the kids. And it's been a lot of fun. It has been. In spite of all that's raging on around us, our little family unit has been having a really good summer. And it makes me happy that our kids don't have to be stressed. Yep. Because they don't need that. Yeah. That being said, let's, uh, let's get into... Let's talk about some stuff that will help everyone to keep their mind on some fun things. Let's let's distract everyone from what's going on around us. <laughs> That's our goal with this episode. Sound good? Sounds like a plan. All right, and with that, let's talk about the news. And now the news. So you can uh, rate and review us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, tune in wherever you listen to our podcast. And, uh, of course, if you would like to email us, you may do that at mandarinorangeshow at gmail.com, or you can message us on Facebook, especially if you like our Facebook page, and join our group on Facebook. Don't forget we have an Instagram Lots of fun things on there. And a Twitter. Not as many fun things on there, (laughs) but you know, whatever. And also we have a TikTok. And I just put a new TikTok up and it got three views. Yeah, I don't understand TikTok. Like Uh, I enjoy watching it, but how do you get people to watch them? There's like a boring TikTok and it has like 1.5 million likes. And I have only gotten three views. Yeah, like not even likes. I don't get it. I don't know. We're definitely not... We haven't figured out the the way that thing the works. algorithm. Yet. But check out the TikTok. It is of my friend's Lego. I do edit at friends. Even they didn't watch it. No. I don't get it. Rude. I don't understand. <laughs> So, yes, we have a TikTok, too. So, check it out. And that news about our social media is probably the best news you've heard all day, right? Oh, I have another social media to add, though. Um, go ahead and um, subscribe to Luke and Audrey's YouTube right. channel, The Vecchio Life Show. They've already got some videos up. They're so cute. And they really rock. Yes. And they've... Like, Audrey... And well, both of them. Audrey in particular is taking on actually doing the editing of the things, but they work on them together. Luke's doing like the graphic design stuff for them. Mm-hmm. They're working on. He does the voiceover work. It's the cutest thing ever, you guys. So you should check it out. Vecchio Life Show. They'll pop up there, and you can see cute Luke and Audrey. Yes. So um, let's see what's been going on. We have been continuing to work on puzzles and Legos. Mm-hmm. Tell us your update. You did your friend's Lego. I did my friend's Lego, and I duetted it. And then what did you do after that? After that, I did a 300-piece office puzzle. Is that a little easier than the other ones you've done? I did it in less than 24 hours. <laughs> now, see, for me, personally, as a puzzle aficionado, unless it's something that is, like, so amazing... Like an office puzzle for you. I don't mess with puzzles that are less than 500 pieces. That's like my minimum. And usually a 500 piece is if I want to like watch a TV show and finish a whole puzzle in one sitting. Oh, aren't we a puzzle snob? I'm just saying like (laughs) it's like any other thing that you get addicted to. I have to have more in order to just get that rush of putting a puzzle together. Well, you've definitely been taking your sweet time with this 5,000 piece. Well, not as long as a 7,500 one. That's true. I've gotten, I mean this one, the 5,000 one I'm on, I I would estimate I'm not probably not quite halfway I don't know maybe around halfway ish it's hard to estimate but something like that um but recently I've picked up and gotten quite a few big little you know little chunks done so there's progress being made we'll get the table back sooner or later the kids have been focusing mostly on Legos 
Um, they're mi building like a giant Lego amusement, amusement park, park right now, it's which is super cute. Epic. So, and then we got the a Lego in oh, the mail right. that we're gonna add to it. Well, we actually got two. Yes, we did. Oh well, so one for the amusement park. Though. I yeah. see where you're going with that. Yeah, we we're, got. Well, you want to tell them? You mentioned it. We're gonna get or add to the kids' amusement park because we got Legoland's Lego set. And it's actually a like set of Legoland the amusement park with like little recreations of some of the rides that are there. It's so cool, and so, I found it for really cheap on eBay. We've been doing a lot of online shopping. Um, not as much as in-person shopping, so no. we're still saving money, but, wow, what a, like, age we live in where we can still go shopping in the safety of our homes, it arrives at our doorstep, Yeah, like, it's great. It is, it's kind of crazy. Old Navy has me because... They give me these $40 in super cash, like, every eight weeks. And you have to spend a certain amount to get your $40 free. But, oh, it's addicting. You realize that makes it cycle. not $40 free, right? I don't care. I'm getting $40 <laughs> off. And it's stuff I would buy anyway. So, speaking of uh, internet scams... <laughs> <laughs> Tell us about uh, the swimming pool that you got for one of the activities that we've done on our daily activity thing. Okay, so we told you at the beginning of the summer how we're doing this staycation. Got a bunch of stuff to, like, help, you know, have a fun summer. Like, sidewalk chalk, big bubble, machine. And you spent, like, way less on that stuff than we would have spent on a few nights in a hotel, exactly. right? So, so um, during that time, I got a oversized seven-person pool. That's what the listing says. Yes. On Amazon. It had pictures Amazon. with multiple adults and children in the pool. Mm-hmm. And it was, like, this big inflatable pool. They're kind of big this year, like... Yeah, because, you know, we wanted something to be able to splash around in the backyard. Yeah. You know, sit around in the pool. Like, they're big enough, like, you could put, like, a little inner tube floaty in it and float around in yeah, it. Yeah, they show, like, an adult laying in a floaty in the picture. Yeah. And, so like, really three or four other adults lounging around in it. It's not super deep. Like, it looks like it's probably two feet, three feet deep in the picture. Yeah, but it was definitely at least the four of us. Yeah, easily. Could go in it and lounge together. According to the pictures. So, um, I had, like, looked up the pictures. It was, like, a new seller. So, I, you know, I just bought it and it was, you know, done. It said it was going to take a while to come. And it did. And it did. It two months. Two months. <laughs> so, we got it. And, um... I didn't think of anything of it. I just kind of, like, put it in the closet. And then yesterday the kids pulled the pool, the inflatable pool card. Yep. So I got it out. Guys, it's the size of, like, a small, like, raft. It's not even a raft. It's the size of a small dog. <laughs> It is, I mean, it's literally, I don't know, three feet long, I want to say, maybe? Oh, it's not three feet long. Could you fit a yardstick on, inside, well, on the outside? It said, it said on the, the like, material, it's 36 inches, so I guess that's three feet. Is that three that's feet? That's three feet, yeah. But... On the outside, but the on space the outside, on the inside the of the The space on the inside, you got to change the, like... 12 inches off. You gotta take right, a foot, so it's like two feet on the inside. Luke, who is nine and very skinny and a little short stuff, can <laughs> barely fit in it. You know, like, he couldn't... He was able to, when I filled it to the top, he was able to barely get underwater in it. Audrey could, like, lounge in it, but it was more like sitting in a bathtub, like an adult sitting in a bathtub. You and I tried to get into it, and comedy ensued. <laughs> yeah, it was... Like, so laughable. At first, the kids were really sad. Like, 
Because Janelle said, like, oh, we got a swimming, like, a you know, a wading pool. Or you said I a said kiddie, kiddie pool. pool. That we can all go in and swim, you know. This was, like, smaller than any kiddie pool you've ever gotten. No, when they were babies, the <laughs> kiddie pools we got at Target were bigger than this. So, then, though, we took it outside, and we just had so much fun laughing about it and, like, trying to squeeze all our bodies in there. We managed to, like, like I sat at the bottom, and then Janelle sat in, and then the kids piled on top, and we, like... Oh, it was so funny. We had so much fun. It was so funny. And I we talk, I was told the kids I was really proud because when you have something that's like that, your attitude is everything. Because at first, you know, they were a little sad, understandably. But they could have just been bummed and, oh, this is dumb, and then gotten mad about it. But instead, we, they, we, but they had a good attitude about it. They saw the fun in it. We videoed ourselves. They we were even laughing. Laughing hysterically. hysterically. And we even submitted the video to America's Funniest Home Videos. Because yes. it's that we funny. Can, it's so funny. I, um, I really, it was just, it's so laughable. Because we show a picture of what they sold it as and then what we actually received. Yeah, and... I went back and checked the description on the email, and it says seven oversized seven-person pool. But then if you go back and look at the listing now, they, they changed, changed the listing. to one to two person. So it makes it look like that's what we got. But we have the email to prove that that's not what the listing was. Anyway, I'll be getting our money back. but Oh, yeah, we had a good attitude about it, but we're still getting a refund. <laughs> yeah. don't, don't you, you worry. You know us. We'll get our money back. We got our money back from the Lou. <laughs> we did. Which I don't think we mentioned last time. No, so, like, the, the only thing that is missing is $20 from Hotwire. They charged us a cancellation fee. Yeah, for the, the pandemic. So, but 20 bucks. I like, still think we might get that back. Yeah, I, I put in a thing, and I have a number I could call. I just have to think about, like, during How like business much hours. <laughs> do I want to be on the phone on hold for $20? But I'll still do it. Hey, I called Nintendo this week. We had some issues with the Wii, but I spent about 20 minutes talking with them and on hold. They're very friendly, but you mm-hmm. know, to get it done. Because I didn't get my gold coins for some of the games we got. You which got is like a reward system. You know, you buy games and they give you gold coins. You can turn them in to get more games. And the grand total that I wound up getting, which is what I was owed, was about 70 cents worth of game. <laughs> but dang it if those aren't my 70 cents. Yeah. We'll get our money back. That's right. In all ways. So, always look on the bright side, uh, I would say. Yeah. Which is a great Monty Python song, yeah. too. Just don't sing it with your kids. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. We've been having a lot of fun with that. Um Everyday fun activities, fun exercises, even fun with the chores. I it's really amazing because you and the kids both say it that you feel so much better after we've cleaned it, but you don't like doing it that much. We're not fans of doing chores. I never have been, but yes, we've been doing it where we attack one little part at a time and man once you get like a really something really well organized that wasn't mm-hmm. before or find a, a corner of something that hasn't been clean in a while like it feels good to get it done but if you were to ask me would you rather go clean that corner of something we haven't cleaned in a while or play a video game you know yeah. read a book take a nap those are the choices i would make <laughs> it takes a little motivation that's all you have to gamify it so that i'm more into it and it's been working really well yeah. Plus, when we do activities, like some of these things, you know, we'll do a day where we play old, uh, all our old video games that we haven't played or something, and we have to go and pull those out and then organize them, put them back away, you know. So there's cleaning and organizing that go along with the activities as well. Well, tomorrow is where we have this quarter collection, all the state quarters, and I think all the national park quarters. Yeah, we got these cool collector books. But they're under a pile of video games. So we got to so clean that gotta all up. So we got to clean the it. video games and organize them in order to do it. And then once we finish doing it, we can put those things on a shelf and they won't be laying around on the table that have been laying on for a while. <laughs> yeah. We have a pretty sweet setup in our room. I set up my... Diet Coke fridge I got from mm-hmm. 
mom and dad, your mom and dad, for my birthday. And, and I, I said, keep oh. it, I keep it stocked. So with we Diet can have Cokes. bedroom Diet Cokes. Yes. And I set up the TV with the fire stick that, well, the TV that we got from Josh and Rachel, friends of the show, um, with the fire stick. It's been in our room for a long time, but I actually hadn't set up the fire stick on it until during the pandemic. So that's was good motivation. We're like, we should it's actually so nice. I love watching TV in bed way more than Phil, but Yes. But it makes it more fun now that we have that in there. Again, the TV was in there yeah. since they gave it to us. It's just I didn't actually set up the fire stick on it. So we, you know, did set that, that too. So anyway, it's been all in all, you know Pretty fun around here. Yeah. An update. Audrey, last time we talked to you guys about her crazy run-in with uh, Bell's Palsy. And although we are still doing some uh, follow-up things, just double-checking and doing some scans and things to make sure there's no underlying situations, she's better. Yeah. You can't even tell that anything was ever wrong. It's a miracle. Like, 100%. So... Such a weird thing, but um, it was kind of like so slight and so micro each day that it was kind of like I think it's better. Like one day we're like, I, yeah, and we only noticed because we took pictures every day. And well, and after a while, then you just stop taking pictures, and we're like, oh yeah, I forgot about that. We forgot that she <laughs> even had that, you know. So. So she's all better. Yeah. It's pretty great. And that's the news. That's our uh, news update. So it's time to move along. Should we talk about something else? Listener mail? Yeah! You got mail. So we got a an email, actually a message uh, through our Facebook page, which is a great way to contact us. If you guys would like to email us, you can also email us at mandarinorangeshow at gmail.com, as you know. But um, Facebook message is also acceptable. And we got a message from our listener and friend of the show and friend from college and podcast crossover buddy, Ben Hunt. All right, so Ben says, Nice. Enjoyed your last podcast. Thanks. I was especially entertained by your top five favorite directors bit, which is something I knew that he would enjoy. Oh, of course. Uh, this is we. He wrote to us right before we recorded the last episode, so he had not heard the uh, the one where we talked about the actresses. This is from two episodes ago. Right. Just for clarification, I got the email like right after we finished recording. Um, anyway, so directors. He said, "Love the passion you guys have for filmmaking and quality movie direction." I mean, we did all go to the same film school, yes. so you know, we should brag we, about we should all we should all be in on that. So. <laughs> He said, it's hard for me to narrow down my top favorite directors because I could list off 50 of them, much like what Phil tried to do. <laughs> but again, I appreciate the passion. Yes, I, I do totally. tend to bend the rules a bit when... Uh, I mean, that's tough. Like you said, I could just have gone on and on, and I did. Yeah. He said, for me, my top five favorite directors are currently... I like that he says currently with the <laughs> caveat that he may change this, you know. Uh, Wes Anderson, which was one... On, I can't remember or, if that was my primary list or it secondary wasn't list. Primary, it was your secondary. But you know, again, that's tough. <laughs> he was definitely on my list in some way. Uh, David Fincher, uh, the Coen Brothers, which was definitely on my list. Stanley Kubrick, and yes, Steven Spielberg. Because despite what he's done recently, that has not really impressed me. He also gave us Indiana Jones and Jaws and Close Encounters and Jurassic Park and Schindler's List and Minority Report and Catch Me If You Can. I can forgive the occasional questionable 1941 and the ones where he clearly dialed it in like The Post. I also put Steven Spielberg on my list, if you remember correctly. Because exactly. Did you ever see 1941? Yeah, that's the, uh, I mean, it's like a weird, like, sort it was of like, like one shot, wasn't it? No, 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 no. That's 1917. Oh, not Steven Spielberg. 1941 was like kind of a screwball comedy about World War II. It had James Belushi. Oh, no, John Belushi. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> James Belushi. John Belushi and Dan Aykroyd and some other, I think, people related to Saturday Night Live. This is just off the top of my head. And it was just kind of all over the place, real scattershot mm. humor, 
real broad and it was kind of a mess. I, I enjoy it some, but it's definitely a mess. So anyway, um, then he says, appreciate the shout out to Terry Gilliam from Phil. Oh yeah. Love Terry Gilliam. He was on my short list and 12 monkeys will always be a masterpiece. And of course the brilliant Christopher guest. If you haven't already seen it, I highly recommend you pin down a copy of Wigged and Unplugged. It's a live concert DVD of Christopher Guest, Michael McKinn, and Harry Shearer performing all of their songs from the movies and more without any makeup or wigs. I was fortunate to see that performance in Washington, D.C. back where I lived in 2009. Back when I lived there in 2009. Let me know if you can't find a copy of it. I can get you one. It's brilliant and hilarious. Yeah, definitely need to see yes, this. This definitely. is amazing. I missed an opportunity to see uh, the folksmen open up for Spinal Tap when we were at Biola. I think I was doing like a concert that I put on and then found out about it later that I like booked it at the same time. Mm. I've never seen any of them do anything live. That's a shame. Oh, oh well. But I would definitely like to watch this. That'd be cool. Probably have it on some streaming thing. Then he says, curious to hear what your top five worst directors would be. I'll start you off, Michael Bay. Michael Bay definitely uh, fits that category in some ways, although I'm sure I've enjoyed some things he's done. But man, Transformers series was enough to definitely drag down his uh, status, in my opinion. I don't know if I could say, like, worst. Mm. I mean, because to me, like, something that's truly worst... Is someone where I don't even remember what movie it was. Yeah, they're so unmemorable. Because if something is like really so bad that you like talk about it, to me that kind of makes it interesting. Yeah, I agree with that. You know, like an Ed Wood type of thing. Like you would never say Ed Wood was a terrible. No. I mean, he is terrible, but he's so enjoyable because he's so terrible. Right. But there's so many movies. I mean, there are... I'm sure you've had this experience where we've gone to see a movie or we watched a movie and then like months later we come by it and you're like, oh, we haven't seen that. And then we go, oh, wait, we did see that. I totally forgot we watched mm-hmm. that. And it was so unmemorable that you yeah. don't even remember we saw it. That's the director of that movie, whatever that one is, that's the worst director because yeah. they made something that was so unmemorable. I didn't even remember having watched it a few months later. That's my take on it. <laughs> that's a good take. <laughs> okay. I have nothing to add to the worst directors. <laughs> it was hard enough for me to. You don't want to go down that path. Remember the great directors. Anyway, great show. Enjoyed your banter and family updates, Janelle. I hope you enjoyed staying up late at night during summer break. You do. I do. I had to get back on schedule this week because I'm doing some extra work and it's been so hard i mean we are recording this right now it's 1 36 a.m so no you know. and i have a full week next week so <laughs> and we're gonna probably watch a show after this is done so. oh definitely in bed yeah on the tv <laughs> since you set it up and he says oh and i share your sentiment about the birds brilliant and frightening not easy for a director to make something that is otherwise quite benign like birds Become monstrous. Hitchcock in his prime. We, I, I think we've probably talked about this on the show before, but we've actually gone Our twice to Bodega Bay. Bodega Bay. Where that, some of that was shot and visited some of the locations and buildings that were used it's and so stuff. so cool. It's like a major, like, like Ben's totally into the on-location. Yes. Like, you have to check out Bodega Bay. Ben, have you gone to Bodega Bay? It's great. Yeah. It's so worth it. And because there's the schoolhouse is yep. still standing. Um, obviously, it's like exteriors, you yeah. know. Um, there's a couple other buildings that are standing. And then... You got to uh, get the shirt that says the birds on it. Yeah. And then there's, you know, you can see from certain angles where they actually shot. Because, you know, it's the bay that they, she goes across in the mm-hmm. boat to go over to the house and everything. So, it's pretty awesome. Definitely worth a visit there. There's also this, like, fog horn that goes off 24 hours Yeah, it's a like day, every, every, like, 40 minutes. seconds or something. Yeah. I We went camping there, and you just hear, uh, 
And the uh, it's so like all night long. During the day, you can't hear it because of the like the town noise, noise and stuff. And yeah. stuff. But when it's Camping quiet at, at night, night, it was driving us bonkers. <laughs> so we stayed in a hotel the next time we went. Time. Yeah, exactly. Uh, right, he said, and then he says, "P.S. If you haven't already done so, watch the Eurovision comedy on Netflix." Feel good movie of the year. It really surprised me. Well, we talked about that a yeah, lot in the did. last episode. Again, he wrote about that before, but we loved that movie. Janelle plays the soundtrack on her phone, like constantly walking around the house oh, and I stuff. I do, I do, I love it. And then PPS, and he put some videos of some of our stuff that we did at Biola. Aww. He's got our Waiting for Guffman Biola Mock Rock that Janelle and I were in. It's so funny because I just watched this the other day. Like, I don't know if it came up on my memories or something, but, like, I just love it because Phil and I weren't, like, even dating at the time, but we have our little scene where we sing the romantic, romantic (laughs) song together, and I was like, oh, we're going to fall in love someday, so. And here we are. So you should post a link to that in our group. group, And you should also post pictures of the swimming pool. Yes. In the group. I will do both of those. Should I do that now? You should do that now so we don't forget. So Ben's got the link there. You can post that in there and then post the pool. So people can see some of this great stuff. So thank you so much, Ben, for writing in. We love hearing from you. And... um, we will be looking forward to hearing from you again. If you guys would like to write to us again, I would remind you, you can write us at mandarinorangeshow at gmail.com or you can use Facebook and send us a message there like Ben did or any other way to contact us that you would like to do. And with that, we're going to move along to the next segment. And that segment is Top 5. Every time a bell rings, we give our top five. Okay, for this week's top five, it's my turn to pick one. And I wanted to pick something that was quick and easy and something that I wouldn't be tempted to go over five. That's right, this week, no cheats, no stretching it, no bonus honorable mentions is strictly top five. I had to go pretty simple and basic for it in order to keep it at that. And so this week's top five is top five pizza toppings. Not including sauce or cheese. No, that's just what makes it a pizza. If you have to count that, then you have to do... That's ingredients. <laughs> then you got to do flour and water and salt or whatever, you know. So you want to go first? Sure. All right. What's your top five pizza toppings? So I love barbecue chicken. Oh, gross. JK. No, I'm not like against it like you, but it's not my top five. I think that is a crime against pizza. I just wanted Phil to do his rant about barbecue chicken pizza. It just shouldn't happen. You don't make sauces either. Oh, with the red onions and cilantro? No. Nay, nay. <laughs> okay. And um, the real one. Okay. That was just your joke. Oh, yeah. You even wrote, I see there, JK. That's funny. Mushrooms. Yes. I have loved mushrooms from a very early age. My mom used to saute a bowl of them in butter and garlic when I was... I have memories as like a five-year-old sitting in front of the TV with my bowl of mushrooms. Audrey is a huge mushroom fan. Luke does not like mushrooms. Luke doesn't like them. I love mushrooms, too, so. Yeah. We're trying to grow some, but they're not sprouting. I think we waited too long. There is a fungus (laughs) growing on it, but I don't think it's (laughs) It's mushrooms. (laughs) It's a different type of fungus. (laughs) All right. Bacon. And I'm not talking... Ham, I'm talking bacon. Bacon. Okay. Like yep. breakfast bacon. Not Canadian bacon or whatever. Oh my gosh. Bacon is so good okay. on pizza. Okay. And then um, I'm very, um, I know you're adamantly against this and it's not a JK. Pineapple. That is also a crime against pizza. There should not be fruit 
sweet fruit on a pizza. I don't want to hear that tomato argument. Sweet fruit on a pizza, that's disgusting. It's so good. With bacon, guys. No. And my next topping, grilled onion, that's a perfect pizza. Uh Uh-huh. Um, and let me just tell you, I don't want any of these huge long slices. Like, dice up that stuff so they get a little char on it. I like onions in any form. Raw, cooked. I like them grilled. Grilled, sautéed, you name it. And then my other favorite is diced tomatoes. I don't want any of this sliced stuff going on. See, I like any form of the tomatoes. You have to have them in little cubes. Grilled onions... Diced tomatoes. We got one in Kauai, and it was so good, even though it was really expensive. It was the most expensive pizza we've ever purchased. (laughs) But they put the cubed tomatoes, and the onions were charred, and it was super yummy. All right, well, here's what's fantastic about this. Four out of the five actual pizza toppings you picked we have in common. I put... Onions, although I'm not specific about it. I just love all onions. Mushrooms, fresh tomatoes. Mm-hmm. You know, in other words. Not like for my kids. Not just part of the sauce, but, you know, actually cut up tomatoes on it. Um, and bacon. Um, and then I, instead of pineapple, put jalapeno. Jalapenos? Yeah. I have never gotten you jalapenos on a pizza. Well, I do enjoy them. When we go out to, like... John's Incredible Pizza, I always get a jalapeno Now, one. would you mix that with your onions, mushrooms, sometimes. tomatoes? I, it's possible. But I had to put five. Honestly, my absolute favorite pizza is onion, mushroom, and tomato. Because I order Just it, those right? like that. If you're going to add something, then I might. I would add the bacon like in first. He like to get a meat. He's a veggie. But where bacon comes in, though, is that my favorite pizza at Little Caesars is a bacon pizza. Because their bacon pizza is insane. Neither one of us put pep. I, I'm, pepperoni. I'm fine with it. It's not that I won't eat a pepperoni pizza, but if I get to pick what's on it, this is mine. Again, not always necessarily all of them. Like an onion and jalapeno one, mm, that's pretty good. Mm, no, thank but you. jalapeno, if if I had to rank them, is like my fifth one there. That's not like my absolute fave. So. So, I've been making these like French bread pizzas. During our time at home, they're so easy to make. You get those, like, French bread rolls, like sandwich rolls. You um, do, like, a buttery garlic spread and toast them for a little bit. Spread some sauce on, all cheese, all the toppings you like. Put them in for, like, eight minutes, and they are good to go. It's really good. So, super easy. It's making me hungry. When you, I can't. It's Bacon. 1 in the morning, 2 in and the morning. And then at Vaughn's slash Safeway, they have this balsamic glaze. And you just, like, drizzle some of that on it. Oh, my gosh. So good. So yummy. All right. Well, that was, like, the fastest top five ever. So, I'm pretty pleased with that. Mm-hmm. Let's move along. Next thing we're going to go to is... Couch Potato Corner. Couch Potato Corner. The CPC. We haven't done this in a little while. We're behind. We did watch a few movies, but we're going to skip that for this week. We'll bank it a little bit. We'll bank it. Let's talk TV shows. Now, we got a lot on here, so we're going to rapid fire these. Guys, Hannah on Amazon Prime. Season two just came out, but we'd never seen season one. It is so good. It's based on the movie Hannah starring Saoirse Ronan and Eric Bana and uh, Kate Blanchett. We love the movie. I love, love the movie. But if you look at this as a different thing. It kind of starts off lining up with the movie and then goes off onto its own thing. It's a little more intense. Like, I think the movie was PG-13. This one would definitely be R for language and some violence. It has so many of my unfavorite genres. But it's just really good. So if you're okay with, like, an R-rated action suspense type of thing, like, it is so good. You'll bite your nails off. Um, Up next, we've been watching Travel Man. Which, this was recommended by our friends Jeff and Ebony. Yes. And um, it's a travel show. 
and it stars, you know him most probably as Moss from the IT crowd, uh-huh. Richard Ayoade. And he has like a rotating group of different people that he come, gets to go Our with them on a weekend was trip. Paul Rudd. Yes, but mostly comedians and actors <laughs> and stuff. Paul Rudd was fantastic. And each one he does like a, over a two night trip somewhere from England. Yeah, somewhere it's he can like get 48 to, hours. 48 hours in a place. And it's just, it's a fun travel show because we like travel stuff, but also it's really funny. It makes me miss traveling so much. And that's on Hulu, right? Um, Hulu. Yes, yes, Hulu. It's, um, they've gone to several places we have and not really done the same kind of stuff we've done. Although there's been a few things that we recognize yeah. from where we went there, but it's really fun and funny. So if you like travel, you like laughing and dry British they humor. They did go to Tivoli. They did go to Tivoli, but so. they did different stuff than mm-hmm. we did there. They didn't do, well. They did the roller coaster, yeah, but they didn't do a lot of the other things. So that's pretty fantastic. Travel man. Next is walk the prank. Okay, so Phil and I love hidden camera shows like so much. Obviously, we've told you about our love of Impractical Jokers. Yes. And we love um, what would you do? Even though that's like a more serious hidden camera show. Well, and long before that, I mean, Jamie Kennedy experiment. Oh, gosh, yes. What was that one that was on Comedy Central where they always dressed up in the animal costumes? Oh, you loved that one. Oh, I did. I can't think of what that's called. Talking about Walk the Prank, and I'm going to look up and find okay. that while you do so, it. So, one time when we were traveling, I have a memory, we were traveling to Hot Springs, Arkansas, And this show on the Disney Channel came on called Walk the Prank. And it's a hidden camera prank show, but it's, like, totally kid-friendly. And I just, for some reason, like, remembered it. And I said, hey, guys, let's watch Walk the Prank. And Phil remembers the prank show that he... Trigger Happy TV. That's right, I remember I couldn't think of the name of it. I remember watching that in my apartment. Oh, love that one. But um, these kids are such good actors. Like, you have to be a good actor to be on a hidden camera show and, like, improvise like that. There's been ones where, like, a kid has, like, a snot um, thing and pretends to sneeze all over somebody. They have, like, scary, like, they hire a babysitter to come over and, like, babysit them and they're like a ghost or something and they have all these intricate setups and we had so much fun now here's the trick there's a lot of like disney channel like teen type stuff in between the pranks because they set it up as if these are kids that go to high school and that they do these pranks and they're fictional characters but then they do actual hidden camera stuff but that but interstitial stuff is real cheesy, and we don't care for it. download the Disney Now app, Walk the Prank is on there, and if you go to Clips, they have, like, every prank, just the pranks. And not all the interstitial bits. So you have to do it. It's the way to watch it, for sure. And it's free. You only have to pay for it if you want to watch full episodes, but you don't want to watch full episodes. Luke and Audrey love it so much, but honestly, I... Did too. It's oh, like yeah. one of my it's favorite really, really funny. prank shows ever. So speaking of shows we really enjoyed, Floor is Lava on Netflix. If you want just a good, fun, action game, uh, show. game show. It was like Wipeout, but Super silly. Different. And it's real quick. I mean, yeah. all ten episodes we watched through like in a week and a half or yeah. something. You know, it's, it's fun and silly. But if you like that kind of thing, if you enjoyed Wipeout or... You know, other action, you know, stunt type of game show things. It's fun. Yes. Very silly. So, I've been having a little bit of, you know, Bachelor um, withdrawals. So, Phil's mom recommends a labor of love to me. It's about a woman who wants to have a baby, even though she's in her 40s. So, she dates men to see if... She wants to have a baby with them. It's the dumbest premise I've ever heard of. Anyway, it finished. I really liked it during it, but the end didn't pay off good. So I would just 
stick with Bachelor. <laughs> but the girl in it was in The Bachelor. She was in um, uh, Brad Womack's second season of The Bachelor. Wow. <laughs> or maybe it was the first season. Anyways, so little Bachelor connection there. You know what else is connected to Bachelor? Be Our Chef. Because they're both on television. <laughs> well, in another reality show we've been watching. Uh, this is a, on Disney+. Plus. This was a... There's only one season of it, and we watched it. And it's like ten episodes again. And Angela Kinsey from The Office. Is the hostess. The host. And the kids uh, love, you know, as you guys know, MasterChef Junior. And it's very similar structure to that kind of thing. But it's like families. A little family of four that do it. And... There's only five families total, and they do, like, a round-robin thing, and then they have the winner. So, it's fun. And it's a half an hour, so you don't have to, like, go through a big, long... Yeah, it's a lot quicker. And, you know, a season of MasterChef Junior is, like, what, 15 episodes? Yeah. And they're, like, 45 minutes, whereas this is 10 episodes of, like, half an hour. <laughs> yeah. It's a little more manageable. So, it was fun. Yeah, so we enjoyed that. Um, we've been rewatching Parks and Rec. Love. And it's been fun to see. We're still on season two, but it's been really fun. I was like, hey, let's rewatch The Office again, even though we've done that several times before. And Phil's like, how about Parks and Rec? I'm like, that's a great idea. Yes. So it's like from the same people. Yeah. So it's been fun to watch that. And then we also started, because we like to do comedy and suspense, depending on what we're in the mood for, we started Twilight Zone, the new Twilight Zone. And we have access to it because we had to subscribe to CBS All Access so that I can watch Family Family Ties Ties. from another podcast, Alex B. Keaton is My Friend, which will be coming back very soon. We're doing some remote recording with my co-host, Keith. So keep an eye out for that. Can't wait. And that is it for... No, it actually isn't, because I thought you were saving this for last. And finally, uh, this is one of our favorite shows. We've talked about this a number of times, but we're in alone season. This is season seven. They're back in the Arctic, but the challenge this time is can they make it longer than any contestant has ever made it before, and that's a hundred days. If they get to a hundred days alone in the wilderness with a very small amount of you know equipment, they can bring ten items with them. They got to survive. They got to hunt. They got to build uh, you know shelters. They got to go fishing and all that stuff. A hundred days by themselves, they win a million dollars. And I think the longest was eighty in the eighties. I thought they got to ninety, didn't it? Did they? I don't know. It's around in there. We don't want to look anything up right now. Yeah, no one's spoiling. We don't want to be spoiled. But this is like so much more authentic than like Survivor or any of those mm-hmm. other things. Like they video themselves. They have the camera equipment, so there's not like they have a camera crew there. And if they get hurt, there's someone right there. They have to like satellite radio in, and it can take hours for them to get mm-hmm. to them. So it's. It's as alone as it gets, and it's pretty spectacular. Yes. So, highly recommend. And that's going to do it for Couch Potato Corner. We are going to do one more uh, segment, and then we're going to call it. So, let's do one more thing, and that is video games. I love hearing Lukey's little voice. I know. We, we have to do it just so we can talk about that, right? So cute. He's such a cute. And Audrey's... Okay. We gotta do teaching talk, because... I have a lot to talk about in that, but we'll save that. Do that next week, yeah. so that we can hear Audrey's voice again. Um, so, video games, this whole entire time since we've been in lockdown, we've all been playing through Animal Crossing. I am probably the one that's sticking with it the most now. I broke my streak. Yeah. I made it like a hundred days and then I was like, okay, 
That's a good milestone. I'm Luke. I think did a little more than you, maybe. Or no. Maybe you. You go longer. I went longer than Luke and Audrey. And then Audrey trailed off the first. They, you know, enjoyed it and spent a long time playing it. But and they come in occasion. Like today was a a bug tournament, so they came in and did a bug tournament mm-hmm. and stuff. But for the most part, I think they're they've moved on. You're you're inter, intermittent. I still do it every day, but not as much every day. Like I do it every day, but. I haven't spent as much time in it. Yeah. Because that's what happens. After a while, you kind of, you know, I mean, fill out all your stuff. When the new month. When they do an update. When they do an update, I'll be doing more. When the new month starts and there's more, you know, fish and bugs to get, obviously. Um, And I'll I'll keep maintaining it, but, you know. But guys, we got a five star town. Well, that's the other thing. We finally got to that point, too. And so, you know, other than filling out. Did you ever message Ebony? Tell her we got five stars. Yes. Well, we really should. We Ebony, need to do that. if you're listening, we got five stars. We'll message you. We'll message you, yes. Because <laughs> we should probably visit each other's towns again. Yes. Um, and, yeah. So, other than that, we've played Bubble Bobble for Friends. That's been one of our big four-player that games game we all play together. so hard, but so fun. It's really fun. Four-player Bubble Bobble. And speaking of old arcade games that were turned into four-player games, we also got Burger Time Party. Yeah, yeah, we did. Which is really fun. Four players doing Burger Time. If you yeah. like that game, you'll love Burger Time Party. I've been super into Round Guard, which is um, on Switch. All these. Is that the horse one? No, Round Guard is the one. It's kind of like Peggle. It's like a pachinko machine. Okay. But instead of just straight up, you know, pachinko, each peg you hit, like you, you're, you're attacking guys with it, and it, it's sort of like an RPG. But the way you battle them is you drop a ball down a little pachinko thing. It's really fun. Okay. Very bizarre, but cool. No, um, the one that you're thinking of is the Kingdom series. There's Kingdom New Lands and then Kingdom uh, Two Crowns. And we just got the physical copy of it, which is Kingdom Majestic, which has both of them on there with all the DLC. It is so fun. The kids and I have been addicted to it. I like was just playing it right Too before we recorded. For me. It's it's sort of like a real-time strategy type of thing, I guess. I don't know, though, because it's done as like a 2d like side scroller and all you can do is go left and right you're riding on a horse you can go left and right and you can pay coins to like hire stuff so you can hire people or you can like pay for construction projects and stuff that's it you don't like fight or anything you just hire people to do the work for you but it's so much fun it's so addictive it's such a great game, so highly recommended. Another one we've been playing is Eight Minute Empire, which is a board game first, right? Yeah. But it's kind of like a quick risk. It's kind of like a mix between Risk and Settlers of Catan, I would say. And it's really fun. Because you have like all the resources and things that you get, but then yeah. you also are trying to take over countries. Um, and it really takes a lot less time, which I enjoy. I don't think we've actually finished around in eight minutes, but probably with the four of us all playing together, probably 15 minutes, 20 minutes tops, which is pretty good for a board game like that. Um, and it seems to be a pretty faithful recreation of it on, you know, a video game. And then Blockapix? Well, yeah, so on my DS, the ones I've been playing on my DS are Blockapix, which is sort of like a high cross type of thing but um you draw like blocks instead of like individual things so that's really fun and then uh, this is a big one puzzles and dragons this is a big thing puzzles and dragons is a mario mix i think it's called um so tell us we about got this. the game in 2015 phil bought it when he got my ds for you for your birthday for me for my birthday I put it in. I played it a long time, but I mean, I'm not like a huge DS player. I'd rather play games on my phone. And um, so I kind of didn't play it that much, but Phil never like got it out of my DS to play. Like hoarding it in there. Hoarding it because I never like. I have. like download games on there that I play, so I don't really like trade out my games a lot. Like I play Pokemon Shuffle and things like that, so I just never traded it out. But I traded it out for Animal Crossing. 
Yeah, and so because of that, I finally got my hands on it, and boy, have I played a lot of it since then. A lot. It's so much fun. Like, it's a puzzle game, sort of like a match three thing, but it definitely has its own twist. It's also sort of like Puzzle Quest, where you match the things in order to do battle. Mm-hmm. In the Mario one, there's two actually two separate games. There's the original one, which is more like traditional RPG-type characters. Yeah. But then the one I've been playing the most of is the Mario one, so you're fighting different Mario bad guys by matching three and... Oh, it's so much fun. I love it. So, you know, five years in the making. And you finally got it. Finally have to play it. And that's video games. And I think that's the show. We're gonna we're gonna wrap this one up pretty quick for us, actually. If we could actually get on a schedule. I know. It's tough. I think when you're back in school, that's what always happens. Although I would say this, I think we've done more episodes this summer than we oh, do most definitely. summers when we're like traveling around. So, you know, it's we'll better. T- we'll take what we can get. But uh, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. Um, we appreciate you guys listening. Again, if you would like to write in comments, questions, concerns, funny jokes, hilarious haikus, or whatever you want to share with us, haikus, <laughs> haiku, hilarious haikus. What's a haiku? Is that like a. <laughs> Sounds like a vegetable drink or something you'd have I to drink. Uh, anyway, if you guys would like to share something with us, you can email us at mandarinorangeshow at gmail.com or write us on Facebook Messenger or any other message application that we have access to. All right. Thanks for recording with us, Janelle. You're so welcome. Thank you for recording with me, husband. Yeah. Us is you and me. Like, there's not anyone else here. The kids are well, in bed. The kids are here. They're in bed. Do you think they still listen in to us? Probably. I remember, you know, early on they used to come out and, like, say stuff during it. But they're self-sufficient enough now. Like, if Audrey wants a glass of water while we're recording, she just gets a glass of water, yeah, you know. Yeah, she just does it. But they're still so cute. They're schmooze. We love them. All right. Well, <laughs> now that we've oon and out over our kids, <laughs> we're going to oon and out over the end of the show. Thanks again for joining us, everyone. Ooh. Ah. And for the Mandarin Orange Show, I'm Phil. And I'm Janelle. And we talk so you don't have to.